Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Nurse Mama Show, prescribing hope for healthy families here on American Family Radio. Here's your host, professor, pediatric nurse practitioner, and mom of four, Dr. Jessica Peck. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to the show today. Listen, we have got a real treat for you. Today, I have a guest. His name is Mark Hancock, and he began his career founding an advertising agency that grew to national prominence over 15 years, but his conversion to Christ led him into ministry as a youth and college pastor, associate pastor, homeless ministry director, and global event director for an international ministry, and he organized events on five continents. Now, right now, he is serving as the chief executive officer of Trail Life USA. And that is what we're going to talk about for most of our time today. And some of you may be engaged in that organization. Some of you that may be new to you, but we are going to all know about it by the time this hour is up. And don't go away because you all know a boy that could use Trail Life USA. There is a boy somewhere in your life, somewhere, whether it's your son, or your grandson or your nephew or a boy in your Sunday school class, somebody needs to hear about this. So I am looking forward to having this conversation. Mark lives in Greenville, South Carolina with his wife of over 30 years. They have two sons. Mark also holds two master's degrees in the mental health counseling field. He spent a number of years in private practice. He's taught at secular and Christian colleges. He's the author of the book, Why Are We Sitting Here Until We Die? As well as two booklets, Let Boys Be Boys, Three Winning Strategies for Leaders of Boys, and Five Critical Needs of Boys. He is all over radio and TV. He's been on Fox Nation, Starnes Country, Family Life Radio, Family Talk. I mean, and he has been named to the American Family Association's 40 Faithful. And today he's with us right here on the Dr. Nurse Mama Show. Mark, welcome. We are so so glad to have you. Jessica, it's great to be with you today. I'm glad you've got me here. Well, you have such an interesting background. So going from advertising to leading Trail Life USA. Now, I read that a little bit in your bio, but fill in that story there. What happened? Oh, my gosh. Um, that's an incredible story. And, and uh, you know, it's, I, I, it's like I don't know quite what I want to be when I grow up yet, when you when you read <laughs> through that. But I started in the ad business right out of college, opened an advertising agency, and and um, found some success in it and ran that for a number of years. But uh, I, I came to Christ, and it just it lost its value for me. I grew very quickly. I was traveling all over the country, had um, uh clients all over the country had offices in, in Florida and in, in Atlanta and doing a lot of travel and a lot of running around. But when I met Christ, uh, everything changed in terms of what I valued, what, what I saw for myself. And that's when I went back to school and got a couple of master's degrees and went into private practice and mental health counseling, marriage and family therapy and, and took on a pastoral role. And my wife and I raised a couple of sons together. We were active in the Boy Scouts in around 2013. Uh, it was clear that the Boy Scouts were going to be stepping away from their traditional values. And we were kind of swept up in a grassroots movement um, that became Trail Life USA. And on January 1st, 2014, I, I stepped off the steering committee, which had become the board of directors, uh, to start the organization to be the, the, the first CEO of Trail Life USA. So for the last 10 years, we've been 
building the Ministry of Trail USA. Now we're in all 50 states, have over 55,000 members, uh, functioning out of about 1,200 churches, uh, have Trail USA troops right now. So it's, it's been quite a journey uh, to get from that ad agency uh, place to, to, where, to where we are today. But uh, God's been faithful, and it's been uh, absolute pleasure to watch his hand move uh, in, in, in front of us. Well, one of the things that people can listen to if they want to know more about Trail Life USA is your daily one-minute radio program. Now, I don't care how busy you are or who you are, you got one minute to listen to a radio program, and it's called Raising Godly Boys. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I'd say it, it is aimed at, at raising boys. You know, boys have an interesting place in our culture today, and generations of discounting men have, have, have put them in quite a, quite a pickle. And so we speak to parents about uh, wisdom and raising and raising godly boys, and uh, you, you can get the station. But we also have it as a podcast, so it's a daily podcast, just a one minute podcast, because we know uh, parents are busy. But uh, you just grab something every day, just a minute of encouragement, and, and how to how to uh, turn your boy into a godly man. So it's called raising godly boys. And you go to raisinggodlyboys.com dot uh, com to listen to the messages. And it's on about maybe 800 radio stations across the country uh, every day. Well, you know, this is a great, this is in line with what we've been talking about here, Mark, on our program on the Dr. Nurse Mama Show. We have been embarking this year in 2024 to adopt 52 habits for healthy parenting. And we're looking at one habit each week that we can adopt. And a lot of these habits can be stacked together because, you know, I think sometimes today, Mark, people are looking for life hacks for parenting. They're looking for this kind of, you know, secret skill or communication tool or, you know, some sort of technology to miraculously transform their parenting. But I think you would agree with me that the best building blocks of parenting come from the spiritual disciplines that we adopt as our own. And so some of the things we've been talking about here, praying, just incorporating prayer more into your daily life, memorizing scripture and using that in your parenting, plugging into a local church, listening to Christian music, practicing gratitude, and listening with your face. And just recently, we've been talking about the importance of a bedtime routine. And it doesn't matter if you have a toddler or a teenager. And it just occurred to me, Mark, that even in something as simple as this one minute podcast that you have, that's a great example of something that you could incorporate into a bedtime routine with your boys. Again, whether they're little or whether they're big, or even as a parenting, just listening to that one minute to meditate on before you go to bed. I think that would help. What what have you done as a, a personally as a dad? You know, you have two boys. What has your experience been like in your spiritual life and you coming to know Christ? How has that impacted your personal journey as a dad? Yeah, well, I love that. You know, my wife and I we homeschooled our two boys, so you know, boys spell love T I M E, and so mm-hmm. they had lots of time with mom and dad. And uh, so uh, that you know that's a real critical thing, and I, I love what you're saying. Those, those bedtime routines are are really you know important thing because, and a lot of what drives the challenges with that is the age that we live in right now. It's, it's a di- digital age. You know, kids with screens mm-hmm. in front of their faces all the time, and what it is that that's doing to their brains and things is, is really is really dangerous. And so uh, we had in our household. Um, everything pretty much went dark at about about eight o'clock. Uh, we didn't have any TVs on, and no electronics in the house or anything. And we just kind of began to wind down. 
And um, my boys, even when they were young, we incorporated something that we didn't realize the wisdom at the time. It was one of those God things. But my boys were allowed to stay up as long as they wanted to stay up, as long as they were reading. And Mm. uh, that turned both my boys into readers. Because when you're six and eight years old, (laughs) you can go to the playground and, and tell the other kids, I get to stay up as late as I want to. I mean, you're king of that playground. But, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but as long as they were reading, they could stay up. And as you know, you know, they're, they're, they're going to get tired. And so they frequently fall asleep, you know, with a book on their face or fell under their chest or whatever. But um, and so they got plenty of rest. But we turned them into readers, particularly our younger son, um, who wasn't uh, automatically a reader. And he wanted to stay as, up as late as his older brother. And they shared a bedroom. So they would read together. And they would pass books back and forth. My old, older son would would read it and say, hey, this is a good book you want to read. And so they, they read books together. And, of course, we read to them, which is an incredible predictor of success academically and also in terms of just emotional health is parents reading to children and and uh, kids reading themselves. So that's been a big part of our, of our stuff. And, of course, we always put you know good books in front of them, whether it's the classics or good biblical uh, reading, um, we would read uh, the Bible together. Um, you know, we, we've just uh, released a book along with Brave Books called Too Much Tubular, and it talks about that, uh, uh, that the the impact of of the digital world on kids. It's 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 for kids from from four years old up to twelve years old. A beautiful book, great story about um, the, the the digital challenges. And so, so we speak to some of that in that book. It's a great story. You can read, read to your kids, and, and they kind of get, get the message around the dangers of that, that digital thing. So that's a hard thing for parents to deal, to, deal, deal with today, but we can work reading into their bedtime routines and get the electronics out of their hands. Uh, that's, that's, that's a big win, uh, particularly in today's culture. I love hearing that from you, especially from a dad's perspective. And Mark, people are, my listeners are going to think that we coordinated this and I paid you to say all of these things about reading because I talk about it all the time. But you know, I started reading to my girls. I have two girls who are older and I read to them and then I started you know, reading to my boys. And there's a de- definitely a different dynamic there in parenting boys and parenting girls. And I'm just going to be honest for me as a mom, it was really hard because I had girls first. So I kind of felt confident in that. But actually, I'll tell you a quick little story about my radio producer, Stephanie, who's st- sitting across from me. She and I, when our kids were little, they were probably about five years old. I had girls, she had boys and her little boy was climbing up to the top of the playground equipment where there was like a fire pole, but instead of sliding Mm -hmm. down the fire pole, he just jumped off of it. Like just jumped straight on the ground. I'm a nurse, Mark. I mean, it, it was just, it was making me crazy. And I was really honestly a little judgmental inside my head thinking she is not even watching. And so I go over there to her and I'm kind of sanctimonious and I'm like, um, do you see your son? And she said, why do you think I'm facing this way? I don't want to see that. And I thought, I didn't understand it at that time. But then when I had boys, I understood holding back their desire for adventure is like trying to hold back the tide. And that's when my husband would come along and say, no, you need to let boys be boys Mm -hmm. and let me be their dad. And I had to do that. So I would love for you to talk about the importance of fathers and father figures, especially those who are serving as trail life ministry leaders. What kind of role models do young boys need today? 
Yeah, well, now, now you're in my sweet spot. That's we talk about it all the time. Like there were 55,000 members. We are, we, we're experts on boys. We understand what makes boys work. And what a what a great mom your producer is. And you're asking me to let let the boys <laughs> do that and understand how critical that is for for boys. And, we, and when I heard you say, you know, we need to let boys do boys, we actually have a book. It's a free download right now at our website called Let Boys Be Boys. And it's the three winning strategies for leaders of boys. And it works for leaders, even just for parents of boys. And boys and girls are different. And I know that's a radical thing to say today. But you as a medical professional, you know that boys and girls are different, you know, um, developmentally, intellectually, socially, physically. Every legitimate science points to the differences between boys and girls. But in our culture today, it's like you're not allowed to say that. And it's almost as if boyhood is some kind of social disease that we're trying to eradicate or something in our culture because we we, we don't really understand uh, those critical elements to, to a boy developing well because boys and girls are different. And so we talk about these strategies about the biological, uh, sociological differences between boys and girls, about how boys need motion and movement in order to learn. Harvard Harvard scientists tell us that boys have to be able to move in order for the brain to be engaged. So you look at them in a classroom and you say, well, that boy can't sit still. Well, that boy's just trying to tell you, if you want my brain, you've got to take my body moving too, because that's how mm-hmm. keep my brain turned on. And that's just different between boys and girls. So in this sit still, be quiet, pay attention world, boys aren't allowed to, to be at their best in that learning environment, and that's why they're now twice as likely to be in special education, three times more likely to have ADHD than girls. They've fallen behind girls in every single academic category. Uh, there's more girls going to college than boys now. Um, just remarkable um, statistics that if they applied to any other demographic in our society, we'd be rioting in the streets saying somebody do something for them. Um, so this, this place that boys are in, uh, is, is, is we really need to pay attention to it. In Trail of USA, we've developed what we call our proven process for growing boys into godly men. And through study, along with stuff from the Barna Group and working with other ministries and understanding where boys are, we've identified four major areas that, that affect boys, and we've, and we've developed ways in order to meet boys in that area to help them develop. Well, we, we Mark, we want to hear more about those four, but we're up against a break here. So don't go away. We'll talk about those, those elements. We'll talk about, we just have so much more to talk about. I mean, honestly, you don't want to miss it because you still don't know how you can be a member of Trail Life and what that looks like. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Last year, because of you, Preborn's network of clinics saw over 58,000 babies saved. Thank you to all who made this possible. Let's celebrate these precious babies. Daisy and her husband had decided they never wanted kids. And when she found out she was pregnant, she immediately thought abortion. But after she and her husband met her baby on ultrasound and heard the heartbeat, their hearts melted and they chose life. Her baby Jeffrey is healthy and beautiful and Daisy and her husband can't even imagine life without him. Each of these babies are truly miraculous and every day preborn celebrates 200 miracles. $28 a month can be the difference between the life and death of a child. When a mother meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine connection that doubles a baby's chance at life. 
Let's join together and help mothers choose life. Just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby or visit preborn.com. That's preborn.com. You're listening to the Dr. Nurse Mama Show with Dr. Jessica Peck on American Family Radio. Well, hey, friends, welcome back to our conversation. We are talking to Mark Hancock. He is the chief executive officer of Trail Life USA. He is a dad of two boys, so he knows a little bit of what he's talking about, both on a professional and a personal level. And before the break, we were talking about his journey from advertising executive to Trail Life USA founder, which is pretty remarkable. And we were talking Mark, about how uh, it, it is, it definitely, my boys have different needs than girls. And I, I was just sharing with you uh, during the break that my boys, they do need to move to learn. And there was one time I've shared about this in my book, Behind Closed Doors, where they put 100 paper plates on the wall with gum for Nerf gun targets. Like it was just, it, it was incredible. Cause obviously I was a good enough mom that, you know, they were unsupervised long enough to do it. They were quiet. I should have known. But before the break, Mark, we were talking about your proven process of four steps. I think you said, tell us, we want to hear all the things. Yeah. Well, there's a number of things that we've identified that boys deal with today as a result of their culture. And, and by the way, let me stop for a second. Um, you referred to me as founder. We do not point to a founder of Trail Life. There are about 300 volunteers across the country. I was there at the beginning along with them putting it all together. But we don't, we don't point to a founder. I didn't want to take that, take that, uh, that title. But um, our proven process, we recognize that boys are unguided in our culture today. You know, there's a real shortage of male role models. One in four boys are now being raised by a single mom. And 76% of teachers are female, and 80-something percent of Sunday school teachers are female. So girls have these wonderful role models. You know, a girl being raised by a single mom, she can see a mom who's really doing something really hard. And uh, so she gets to see that hardworking mother. And that well, boys, they're not getting that, that example in the same way. And then they go to school, and there's the woman at the front of the classroom, and they go to church, and it's the woman at the front of the Sunday school so boys are really lacking these role models. So in Trail Life USA, we have a specifically male-centric program. Above the fifth grade, it's all men who are with those boys. And we're from kindergarten through 12th grade. So it's all men from fifth grade. And that's because those boys need examples of good and godly men. They're asking the question, what does it mean to be a man? You know, they don't have, they don't have the, 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 the examples in, in their life of these good male role models. So we're giving these role models, uh, whether they're dads in the program what we call dad likes. We have a lot of men in the program. They don't have a son in the program, but they think it's important enough to pour back into the next generation that they are there and they are pouring into this next generation of boys, a lot of these boys without dads. And so they're becoming dad likes in Trail Life USA. They're helping to raise those boys. In fact, I heard the story about a boy out in California from a single parent household, and he received one of our highest awards. And he stood in front of that group, uh, that troop, and said, I need to thank the men in this room. He said, you taught me to shave, and you taught me how to love Jesus. Aww. And I thought, man, they, they nailed it. Those men nailed it. And he, can you imagine being his mother? And he said, oh, my gosh. You know, what, what I've done without trail life, here's these men who have helped me turn my son into a godly man. So boys are unguided, so we're guiding them. The second thing we identify is that boys are ungrounded. 
you know, in the values and norms that are eroding in our in this generation, you know, 58% of Americans no longer believe that God and the Bible are the means for determining morality and truth. 58% of Americans. So boys are asking the question, where's the boundaries? Where, where's truth? What do you mean right and wrong? What do you mean good and bad? If you don't have a foundation for these things, you can't even use those kind of words with boys today. So in Trail of USA, we are unapologetically Christian. We, uh, the Word of God is at the core of our program, and you know we're not just an outdoor organization having this kind of Christian experience. We are at our core a Christian ministry that uses the outdoors to turn boys into godly men. So we're grounding boys in scriptural truths at every corner, and uh, that's giving them the foundation to stand on strong. Boys like rules. that They like to know where they stand. They like to know who's in charge, who's with me, what is our mission. If you can answer those questions with boys, then you've got their hearts. So we're grounding them with these truths. And the third thing in our culture today, and you know this, the gender blurring that's going on, boys are unappreciated. You know, we don't allow for the differences between boys and girls anymore. Like we said earlier, the differences in IQ and EQ, boys develop more slowly than girls. All kinds of things make boys different than girls. We're not accounting for those things. And so we provide an environment that's geared to the strengths of boys. You know, my wife would say when we would come home from a camping trip when boys were younger, we would go out with, with trail life and we'd come home and she'd say, you know, you boys, when you come home, you're stinkier, but you're also <laughs> taller. You're mm. also taller. And she, you know, and she, she just experienced that. She said that weekend of you being away in the company of men it's, it's like it strengthens their spine. They walk a little bit straighter because they're no longer uh, the, the kid who can't behave or can't sit still like Susie. They're now in their environment, in that male-centric environment, that appreciates the fact that they are going to find uh, every tree and climb it because that's what it's there for. And, you know, that, that's, that's an environment that, that they thrive in. And they find, again, who it is that they're – so, they, so they, they can be appreciated, again, that, that, that environment. And finally, boys are uninspired in our culture today. You know, we've taken away uh, – we don't keep score in sports anymore because someone's feeling is going to get hurt. And you get participation trophies, and you just show up, and you're going to get one. Well, a boy runs around for an hour on a soccer field, and then, they, you know, comes aside, and, and, and everybody gets the same trophy. He's like, you know what? Next time I'm not going to run so hard. And, and, and that's why we have more men living at home than we, since we started counting that in the 1960 census, this, this failure to launch kind of thing, because we, we're not challenging boys. We're not inspiring them. And boys have a real difficult time committing to something if there isn't something at stake. You know, and you've got boys in your house and, and you're, you're, you know, you've seen boys in, in other situations. You send two boys to go get a drink of water from the water fountain. It's a race. You know, they're not just going to – they automatically turn it into risk and competition because that's what they're driven by. And that's why men will storm the beaches of Normandy to free the world of tyranny or get on top of a rocket and go to the moon or cross an uncharted ocean or something because they like that risk and competition. They're drawn to that. There's something at stake, and that inspires them. So we're restoring those sort of inspirational challenges for boys risk and competition challenges. Um, we, we appreciate failure uh, because failure is just another chance to go back and try again harder the next time and then succeed. And there's a lot of satisfaction in that. We're restoring those things to boys, and we're just seeing an incredible response to that. In fact, we have what we call our, our, our guarantee. We tell troops 
We tell churches that's on the trail of USA troops, if the boys in the troop are not being turned into godly men, you get your money back. Isn't that crazy to have a ministry <laughs> guarantee like that? Because yeah. we feel so strongly that this proven process is turning boys in common and say, hey, listen, we're not doing our job uh, if those boys don't become godly men. So, so let us know in, in uh, your charter fee, which is typically $325 a year for, for church in the first year, $195 in subsequent years. We'll give that back to you because that means we're not delivering on our promise. And, and uh, particularly with boys and men, uh, you need to deliver on promises. And um, so we're seeing these things work for boys, and it's been incredible uh, to watch the boys and men uh, mature in our program. Well, that is really encouraging to hear. And in order to serve all of these boys, Mark, you have to have godly male role models. And it's, but it's really important for men to be grounded in their own lives. What does that connection look like? Where do you find and nurture these leaders who will then lead the boys? Well, they're sitting in our church and they're sitting there, sit still, be quiet, pay attention and wondering when God is going to tap them on the shoulder. And in the church, they may say, hey, Pastor, I really want to help. What can I do? And um, uh, there's, just, there's just not as many opportunities as, as uh, or, or the types of opportunities that men are really looking for. Give me something challenging to do. Sure, I'm glad to help take the offering. I'm glad to help park the cars. I'm glad to help uh, come on the weekend and help you know, paint, paint a room or clean something or, or serve communion or whatever it is. We're glad to do those things. But where are the manly type of challenges that we provide to men that are attractive to men? And so we have uh, over 18,000 volunteers across the country who are men who have said, this next generation is important. And they have found their brotherhood in Trail Life USA. And a lot of people are surprised, we were surprised, uh, that one of the things that God has hidden in the program is this call to brotherhood. And we had a man, we had a man come back from four tours in Afghanistan, and he kind of hid away in his apartment. And a local troop reached out to him and said, hey, you know, would you come help us? We know you've got some skills. What would you like to see these boys doing? I felt like I'm going to show up. And yeah, I, I ran into him, and he says, i got to thank you for trail life. He says, and with tears in his eyes, he says, I left my brothers in Afghanistan, and I thought I would never find a brotherhood like that again. But here I am serving in trail life. I don't even have a son in the program, but I'm serving this troop, and I found my brothers again. And now on the weekends, we're going out, we're doing this camping, this hiking, these kind of events, and these kind of activities. I mean, it's in a male-centric environment. I have found my brother, my brothers. And that's just a powerful thing. And men struggle in finding those kind of connections in our, in our world today. And uh, we don't connect like that. We don't do it on a cup of coffee across the table. That's, that's, that's threatening to us. We grow in our relationships side by side, shoulder to shoulder, turning a wrench together, hiking a trail together, sitting around a campfire. That's where our relationships and trail life is giving men the opportunity to find their brotherhood and to find a place where they can serve. And in the process of that, they're pouring into a whole new generation, and that uh, gives men a real sense of purpose. I'm not just uh, you know, getting away for the weekend. I'm also growing up the next generation of godly young men. And uh, so they're sitting in church, and they're wondering, you know, you mentioned the intro, uh, the book book that I have on Amazon called Why Are We Sitting Here Until We Die? Mm-hmm. And that's a question a lot of men are asking. Why, why are we sitting here? What, what is, what, where can I be used? What's my purpose? And we're helping men to discover uh, their purpose and engage themselves in uh, growing the next generation. 
I think that's one of the things that's standing out to me is, is really impressive about Trail Life USA because you do have men who want to help. And that's such an interesting concept to think about what kinds of opportunities are we providing in the church that allow that sense of adventure or strength or that play to the strengths that men have. But Trail Life provides the structure to be able to do that, the actual organization, and it gives both the boys and the men a purpose and engagement. You know, it's not just like, okay, well, why don't I mentor you? Well, what does that mean? Well, I don't know. I'll just take you to lunch and talk to you about man stuff. You know, I feel like that kind of structure, this is such a great opportunity. And one of the things that we haven't yet talked about, Mark, is that there are 15 million kids in the United States who live with a single mom. About half of those are boys. And when I talk to single moms, uh, when I counsel them in a clinical setting, or I talk to them just in general in my community, they are very burdened about seeking out godly mentorship from males in their life. Like, how do I do this? How do I ask someone, oh, hey, um, my son needs an influence. Would you volunteer your time? I mean, that is a really difficult and scary thing to do, but it sounds to me like Trail Life USA would be a great place to plug in and it gives purpose and intention to all parties involved. It really is. And like I told you, there's some things that are threatening to men. If you, if you, if you sit a man down across the table from a boy and say, go mentor him, you know, he's, uh, yeah, exactly. What does that mean? But you go out on a weekend camping and you're canoeing or whitewater rafting or whatever, and you're walking alongside that boy and he engages with another boy and there's a, uh, uh, Kurt Ward, something doesn't go right, or he's challenged by something, or if you're out something that the path is tough, or his pack gets heavier, or whatever it is, I have an opportunity to say, hey, I, I've been through some hard stuff before, too. You know, that must, that must be hard. You know, so really struggling with this. Or I, or I, I saw the way that other boy treated you. I saw where you got your feelings hurt over there. I saw where how hard that was for you. I saw how you got scared to repel off that wall. You want to talk about that? And then those are the kinds of settings where where men and boys can can open up to one another. And like I said, we have a lot of men in the program. We don't have a son in the program. Most of the men do. Well, some of the guys are there with their sons. And so it's a great opportunity for dads to connect with sons in a whole new way. It's a great opportunity for men to connect with other men in a whole new way. And it's a great opportunity for single moms to say, hey, I need a place to put my son where he will find good and godly men in a male-centric environment, child and safety, youth protection trained, background checked. Uh, we have uh, guidelines and principles in, in place you know, for safety. You know, this is great. Mm -hmm. I met a mom in, in Virginia. She said, I have to thank you. She says, I, I had a, I, my husband died 10 years ago and left me with a two-year-old son. She said, I cried out to God. So what am I going to do when he approaches his teens? Uh, God, I need godly men for my son. And she said, here we are 10 years later. He's now a navigator in Trail Off USA. He's surrounded by godly men. My husband would want me to thank you. Like, oh my gosh. Mm. You know, so how, how, how many times that happened? I was in Texas with a troop master, and we were gathering about 200 trailmen there, and he pointed to a boy. He said, see that boy? And I said, yeah. He says, he doesn't have a dad. I said, oh, I'm sorry about that. He says, yeah, but I've stuck him with that man over there, and he makes sure that he has everything that he needs. And he answers his questions, makes sure he has a ride to the, the troop meeting. He knows what he needs for the camp out. And that's all the things that I did for my son, um, that man does for that boy. I said, wow, that's something. He said, yeah, you see that boy over there? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, 
he doesn't have a dad either. I have a connection with that man. And then said, see that part? I said, yeah, I have a connection. And he just went around the room. I said, who are you? And he said, well, when I was nine years old, I lost my father. And a group of men came around me and helped raise me. And I, and I made a promise that when I grew up, I would make sure that, that boys would have a dad or a dad-like. So, so I'm giving dad-likes for these boys in the trail life setting. And that's just powerful stuff. I mean, the difference that it's making in these boys to have a man to pay attention to them, to help answer those questions. I cannot imagine, you know, getting out the, my son's getting out the door without me saying, hey, did you get this? Or you got that? Or remember, you need to do this? You know, I, I can't imagine how that would be, how that is for thousands and thousands, millions of boys across our, our country. Mm-hmm. And we're putting men in position to say, hey, you got what you need for tonight? Were you listening? Did you pay attention? Did you got your handbook? I remember the badge we were working on. Do you remember bringing an extra pair of dry socks? Because, you know, it's going to be a long hike. Those sorts of things uh, that, uh, that intersection between a dad or a dad like a son that gives that boy so much confidence. We're, we're seeing that every day in 1,200 yeah. uh, churches across the 1,200 churches. Well, we are going to talk when we come back about how your church can partner with Trail Life and how you can get your son involved and what kind of activities that would look like. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be right back. Podcasts of the Dr. Nurse Mama Show are available on the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to Dr. Jessica Peck on American Family Radio. Well, hey, friends, welcome back to my conversation with Mark Hancock. He is the CEO of Trail Life USA. We are talking all things dads and boys today. My husband is already texting me during the show saying yes to all the things. I want all the adventures and all of those ways to bond spiritually with my sons. And so that is really exciting. So Mark, I want you, you said that Trail Life is connected to church ministry. So how can local churches partner with Trail Life USA to get a group of boys involved? Or maybe how can parents find a church that has a group? Yeah, well, a lot of people say, you know, you sound a lot like a lot like Boy Scouts. We used to have a Boy Scout troop in our church. And I say, yeah, we're similar in that we have handbooks and uniforms and troops and patrols and camping, a robust awards program. We're turning boys into, into men, all those things. But there's two two things that make us different. We're Christ-centered, so we're unapologetically Christian, and we are um, boy-focused. We believe that boys and girls are different. And those those are those those make us very different from Boy Scouts, even though it looks the same. But another thing, operationally, um, that people would say, well, we used to have a Boy Scout troop that met in our basement, and that isn't the same thing. We consider ourselves an outreach of the local church. We're not just a uh, group that's using the church building. Uh, we are a ministry of that local church, much like your youth ministry or some other sort of thing that is a part of your church. We want to, we're for the local church. We're, that's God's plan A. And uh, so churches that are, are chartering Trail of USA troops who understand that are, are growing because of it. Because you can, have a, you can invite that boy in your neighborhood to Sunday school for forever, and he may never come. But if you invite him to whitewater rafting or camping or hiking or, or this weekend we're going, we're going to go do laser tag or we're going to do this, that, you invite him to that thing. That unchurched boy joins the troop, and then the unchurched family joins the church. And we see that over and over again 
where uh, churches are are growing because of their commitment to the trail. At a Baptist church not too long ago in, in Georgia, the pastor reached out to me and said, Mark, for 25 years I've pastored this church. Said, I have to beg my people to come on Wednesday nights, and it's the same people over and over again. And uh, he says, but i got to tell you, he says, I, I ended it. I told them on Wednesday nights, we're going to do Trail Life, and we're going to do American Heritage Girls, which is kind of the girl girl side to our program. It's a totally different organization, but we work really close with them. We're going to do Trail Life and American Heritage Girls. And he told his congregation, he says, you come on Wednesday night. If you have, if you have a boy, you put him in Trail Life. If you have a girl, you put her in American Heritage Girls. And you come and you serve in those programs. If you don't have a boy, you come and you serve the boys that don't have dads. If you don't, if you don't have a daughter, you come and you serve those girls that that, that, that may not have a mom or need need some help. And he said, our Wednesday night uh, attendance just blew up because people came to church instead of hearing me drone on again on another Wednesday <laughs> night. They're now involved in ministry and they're making something happen and they're seeing Christian, they're seeing applied Christianity at work, making a difference in the community. Community showed up, all the members showed up. And he says, our Wednesday nights are exploding. So we're an outreach of the church. We're not just we're not just a thing that uses the building. And that makes all the difference. Well this is a program for five to eighteen year old boys. So that that's where the programming ranges from from five to eighteen. Tell us what that looks like. I mean you've mentioned a few things like canoeing and archery and camping and fishing. I'm thinking those things don't happen on Wednesday night. So what would the weekly meetings look like? And then what are those special events that you do? What are the range of skills that a parent could expect their son to learn? Yeah, well, they vary from troop to troop, but, it, but what you could usually expect is a weekly meeting, uh, and it's typically in the church building or, or outside the church building, and uh, they're working on badge work, so they're learning skills. Uh, usually it's, it could be outdoor skills, or we also have we have seven frontiers we work across, uh, things like um, citizenship and values and all, all sorts of things that boys are working on. So they're they're working on those skills, developing those, earning those awards, working those things, learning how to encounter and to uh, to to be comfortable in the outdoors, and then usually once a month there'll be a camping trip or some kind of outdoor activity, and and then usually once a year during the summer there'll be a week long what we call a summer adventure, and that's where they go out and they use those skills in abundance. Maybe they're spending a week doing a whitewater rafting trip or a hiking trip or summiting a mountain or something like that or a missions trip, whatever it is. And they're planning. They're planning for that all year. So typically, they're going camping, uh, you know, once a month, and and meet and meeting weekly, earning their awards, and um, you know, working together to, uh, to to hone those skills. And you, you, we we do go from from five to seventeen, and but we're broken up into three units. And uh, so we have our Woodlands Trail, which are our elementary age boys, and they're focusing on knowledge. They're learning things about the. The outdoors boys at that age have an incredible uh, ability to memorize things, and so we're, we're giving them words and under and uh, in, in, uh, things to understand the uh, the values and the badges and those sorts of things. And then the middle grade boys are called navigators, and they're working on understanding. And so they're taking those facts that they learned as a as a younger boy, and they're beginning to understand how those facts relate to the outdoors and their actual activities. Then the older boys in high school are called adventurers. And they're focusing on wisdom, which means that they're not a, they're now able to take their own ideas, mix it with the understanding that they got as a navigator, and also the knowledge that they acquired as a woodlands trailman as a younger boy, and they're able to, to bring their own piece to that. And by the time they're adventurers in high school, 
they're actually running their patrol. And they're deciding where they're going to camp. They're deciding. They're they're making the the, the menu list. They're pick, they're picking. They're, they're deciding how they're going to get there. How they're going to raise the funds. Um, it's a it, the boys are at that point providing leadership uh, for for their for what we call a patrol, which is a smaller group of boys. So it's a great opportunity for them to to grow in terms of leadership skills and opportunities, and also the adventure that they get uh, to encounter and and their characters being developed all along the way. Well, you know, Mark, I think something that most people are familiar with is the Eagle Scout Award with Boy Scouts. And that is obviously a very prestigious award that has been won by former presidents and, you know, teaches and the public has the perception this teaches boys, you know, to um, have a skill and to have character. But Trail Life does have an award I saw called the Freedom Award. That is your highest and most prestigious award. So can you tell us about that award and how that might compare to Eagle Scout, if it does at all? Yeah, there are some similarities um, to it. My, my older son actually earned his Eagle Award, his Eagle Scout, um, you know, before Trail Life was launched. And then he transferred over to Trail Life, and we have a path for them to take their Eagle and convert it to a Freedom Award. Um, it t- took him about a year and a half to build on top of his Eagle because the Freedom Award is more difficult to get. And it also has some values, things that are associated with He He earned his his uh, eagle, I think, at 13 years old, and um, but you're you're not going to get your freedom award until you're 16, 17. And some boys, even in the first six months of their 18th year, uh, they earn their freedom award just because there's there's more involved in it. But um, it is it is developing that kind of prestige. Of course, we're still a young program, so it's not recognized everywhere. But but we're finding that when boys go to apply to college or the military, or whatever, <clears throat> if they're able to explain, hey. Um, this is what I have, and this is what it is compared to the, the, the Eagle. Um, uh, those, those universities in the military are recognizing the Freedom Award uh, with the same, if not a higher amount of prestige than they have, how they've encountered the, the Eagle in the past. So it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. You know, if one of the things the boys have to do as part of it is they write a life ambition essay. And I read every single one of those essays. That's what I do on airplanes. <laughs> and, wow. Uh, so I, I love reading the story uh, at, the, at the end of this boy's journey about what the Freedom Award has meant to him and what his experience in trail life has meant and what he plans on doing with those skills and lessons that he's learned through that. So we're, we're, if you ever run into a Freedom Rangement, as we call them, this Freedom Rangement, uh, if you ever run into one of them, uh, they're an exceptional, that's an exceptional young man. We have about, uh, maybe about 500 of them um, nationally, and it's, 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 quite, it's quite an achievement. Well, you referenced the fact that you are a young organization started in 2014, I believe. So just about 10 years old this year, that would be right, right? But you've experienced tremendous growth. I mean, 55,000 is that that's the current numbers that you gave. That is a lot of boys who are engaging in over just 10 years. That's exciting. What kind of growth trends have you seen and what kind of stories have come out of the growth that you've had and the growth of your organization? Yeah, we're continuing to see that growth. We haven't leveled off at all, so um, just continue to, to start start more troops. The challenge we run into now is, you know, only being 10 years old, even though 1,200 sounds like a lot of churches, um, we're just some of our troops are just too far for, from, from boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, so our 10-year uh, target from now is to have a troop within 30 minutes of every boy in the United States, and we're moving quickly towards towards that goal. 
um, so that every boy has the opportunity to participate in trail life. And so that's really what we're limited by is, is, is a boy finding a troop close enough to home and participate in, but, uh, but we're fix we're fixing that and, and seeing more and more troops start every day. Well, you've talked about how they're um, an outreach, a ministry of the local church. I am sure that there are some dads out there listening right now who are thinking just exactly like you described, Mark, like that's me. Oh my goodness. I'm just sitting here holding my hymnal and waiting for an invitation to jump into something I'm passionate about. And I want to bring this to our church. I want to do this. I could do this. I'm gifted. This is my moment. I know there are some dads listening whose hearts are burning and in, in within them, or their wives are listening and thinking, oh my goodness, my husband, this is what he's looking for. What would be their next steps to start that if they don't have one that's close to them, like you described, and they want to start one for their community? What would be the next steps that that looks like? Yeah, well, typically we're hearing from the man who says, I'm looking for a brotherhood. I'm looking for men who are interested in this kind of stuff and in raising the next generation. And we're looking for dads who are saying, I'm trying to figure out how I can connect with my son in this digital world that I don't quite understand. And we hear from moms who say, you know, I would so like to see my son take a more active, my, my husband take a more active role in my, in my son's life. And so those are, the ones, those are the ones we're hearing from. So if they go to traillifeusa.com, um, Trail Life USA, two L's in the middle, and uh, there's a Get Connected tab. And there you can find a troop, which shows you a map of the United States. If you put in your zip code, it'll show you the, the troops that are nearby and how you connect with them. So that's how you find a troop. But if there's not a troop nearby, uh, there's also a tab there that says Start a Troop, and it shows you how you go through the process of starting a troop at your local church. And what it takes is that five engaged adult volunteers to say, yeah, this is important. We want to see our, our boys impacted by something like this. The boys out of the they'll typically have double that when they start because they just come out of the woodwork. Because there's so many families that are looking for like-minded folks who are taking this kind of stand to say boys are boys, and they need a Christ-centered environment. In a bit. And they're just they're just responding. Uh, they're out there. Uh, they're, they're not social justice warriors, not picketing the streets. They're just quietly raising their families, but they're looking for other folks to, to lock arms with and raising their boys together. Well, that's so encouraging. You can go to traillifeusa.com and you can see all of those links that Mark was talking about. You can look at the advancement trail that they have there going, just like he was talking about, those Woodlands trails, age 5 to 10, navigators, age 11 to 13, and adventurers, age 14 to 17, and figure out how you can find or start a troop in your area and allow expose your boys to some adventure and to some godly leadership. Well, Mark, we only have a couple of minutes left. I would love to give you the last couple of minutes just to speak a word of encouragement to the dads who are out there who maybe feel discouraged, who feel like, hey, I'm trying, but this world is hard and I'm in the thick of it. And you have been there and you have found a brotherhood, as you have said. What last words of encouragement would you give to those dads who are listening? Yeah, well, hang in there, because there is a remnant that's rising uh, of men who are saying this is important, and they're realizing, like you are, that uh, that the same old, same old just isn't isn't cutting it anymore. So I would encourage you to find a Trail of USA troop to, to align yourself with 
pour yourself into the other men in that group, pour yourself in the boys in that group, and you'll find that kind of restored purpose and discover that God's been all along saying, I've got something here for you, and here's your opportunity uh, to step into the kingdom and, and make a difference for a boy. Well, I'm going to quote you, Mark, and a quote that I saw from you, and you said, more than ever, boys need a uniquely masculine program where their assertive, audacious, and adventurous nature is celebrated, not sequestered, and Trail Life USA is an environment where boys thrive. Adults are equipped to lead a program in a structured outdoor environment where boys are engaged in real-world challenge and experiencing camping, hiking, and fishing. They develop skills in riflery, archery, and canoeing and learn character and leadership in a practical, hands-on manner that is naturally engaging. Engaging. We at Trail Life are so thankful to be that source for 50,000 boys across America and all 50 states. And so you heard it here. So parents, I encourage you. This may be the thing that just changes your life and changes the trajectory of your son's life. And so I just thank every parent out there who is listening, who is intentional and seeking opportunities to parent with intentionality and to raise kids who love God and serve their neighbors. And we just are so glad that you are here. And we can't wait to see you here next time where we prescribe hope for healthy families. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.